your relationship is it's an intense thing personally yeah there's this weird like uh uh, inferiority complex oh yeah you think you had a tough worse situations because then when your emotions get high i'm looking forward to getting a divorce honestly i mean that means you're at least famous at least one divorce before you you sound like my (laughs) ex-girlfriend ew did people really say that yes (laughs) yes i always call her my future ex-wife that's what i call girls i said that to one of my boyfriends that's, that's a, what made it awkward. Okay? Weird <laughs> I feel like we're in a WWE plotline. Oh my god! <laughs> First of all, we're gonna get together. I love that. Uh, so I was just we reading the, the, the Golden Globe nominations. Um, we were talking about how Todd Phillips inexplicably is nominated as best director for Joker, which is ridiculous. But Marriage Story inexplicably. Uh, is, uh, is yeah, there, I mean, I think compa- in this year that cool. there are much better directed films than Joker. I mean, I think the the movie was good for what they were going maybe, for. Maybe, 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 maybe we do a recap. Not a single woman. Not a single woman was nominated in the year that we had the farewell. Wait, wait, did they ever do uh, anything good? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hustlers. I, I generally feel like the Golden Globes are just trying to get the big movies. No, no. Though, Hustlers always, so, sorry, well, no. Marriage Story was nominated for Best Drama, Best Actress, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Laura Dern, Best Screenplay, Noah Baumbach, not director, and uh, best score from Randy Newman. Um, so yeah, he was uh, snubbed in the director. Do you think like Laura, they all kept their as well as every other woman? More important movies. Do you think Laura Dern was shooting Big Little Lies at the same time as this movie? I think they were all shooting bigger so. projects. Oh, what are the differences in the characters? Yeah. I was so turned on by her character. <laughs> anyway, she was so powerful. I was giggling because they all had haircuts. You know, were for bigger films. They're like, no, fuck you. We can't cut it. Because I'm doing Star Wars and Scarlett Johansson doing Black Widow. The Avengers haircut. Yeah. The Black Widow. You're probably either going to have to move chairs or just not move because that one just squeaks the whole time. It'll be good for my posture. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, so we should probably actually announce what we're doing. So, Critics on Tap, we are doing Marriage Story, is the name of this movie. Story Um, of Marriage. Or as I call it, uh, Kramer versus Kramer, the Gen X edition. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I am Bo. I'm drinking white wine, the Laura Dern of alcohol. And, uh, <laughs> let's uh, start over here to my right. <laughs> right now, I have Dr. Pepper mixed with mixed, mixed, mixed with Maker's Mark. I was you definitely with sound like your drink. Why yeah. did you introduce your drink before yourself? Yeah, because that's the most important part, right there. Because the doctor Wait, but needs didn't to be you bring stuff who are you? for martinis. Yeah, I mean, I started with the martini. I said what I'm drinking right now. But I'm who Kiko. are you? I am Kiko Jess Lopez. Kiko Big Medium Lopez. Kiko Big Medium Lopez. That's right. Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) So I am Kiko Big Medium Lopez, and I'm at this point drinking Makers and Dr. Pepper in the bottle of Dr. Pepper because I'm too fucking lazy to pour in a cup. (laughs) Single-use plastic. Single, yeah. Just can't get to reuse it. Uh, Before that, I was drinking a dirty martini and Sprite with uh, vodka, so I've been mixing it up this time. Could you just leave the lid off that for the future? Like, There's no reason to like... Good. I, I like the these fizz. <laughs> Going to my right, who's up next? Hi, I'm Spencer Mirabel. Uh I want to shout out the brewery that I work for, but we have an IPA with a mango in it. Yeah, it's really yummy. That's right. Really? What's at, the brewery yeah, that you know, work? Is that a shout, shout out, out if you don't say the name? We're going to do a shout out thing right after For this. drinks, but it's my drink, so I had today. Oh, okay. It's not a like shout out. It? It's what I had today. It's an IPA with mango at Batch. Batch Brewhouse. Okay, well, you didn't say that. You said I want to shout out, and then you didn't. Well, you guys were already condemning me for just telling you what <laughs> yeah, I was well, we all over. How but. dare you I name drop? This is going to be a shit on Spencer show. Yeah. Uh, that's Would you I like had. to buy some cookies? <laughs> no. <laughs> are you drinking anything since? Or are you, what are what? you drinking now? Oh, I had a, um, a cider from Fairweather Cider and a sour beer, as I do, from Blue Owl Brewing. 
Old Sour Spence. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm Samantha Ray Lopez. I am drinking a Pinot Grigio tonight. The Lord Dern. <laughs> the Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Sorry. I think Matias is drinking the Ray Liotta of alcohol over here. <laughs> 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 Oh man, it's going good. It's really <laughs> it's a great I can leave the podcast now, and no one will notice. <laughs> it can. I can just walk away. I was thinking sound over the kid mic. I like how you're doing like the NPR voice right now. My name's Matias, and I'm drinking a rum and coke. Okay, so I was right. <laughs> you think that's Ray Liotta's drink? Yes. I feel like oh, Ray Liotta... You can't afford anything more than that. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Ray, Ray Liotta's character in this oh, movie. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. Ray Liotta seems more like he drinks rum straight from the bottle and snorts coke as opposed yes. to... He still yeah, does. He's he's rum coke, coke, snort but rum. it's not mixed. Yes. <laughs> 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 while drinking a coke, coke in my while drinking a coke zero. That's about right. Sounds beautiful. I don't know why I'm so disappointed. I, I will say that I actually met Ray Liotta the year before last. We had him at the ATX TV Festival, and he was actually very delightful, and he's a very nice person. I'm sure he's no, a, so I don't want to shit on him too much. He actually is well, a no, sweet person. I can person. shit on you even if I think they you're a nice person. Sweetheart? It's just fun to do yeah. it. You're one of us. I'm yeah, saying, you never I, I expect you to shit on me, and I'm amazing. Got to roast who you love. Yeah. Roast you because I love yous. All right, so uh, shout-outs. Spencer already did his. No, he did not. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's kidding. your one, Spencer. Before we uh, get going, <laughs> anybody uh, feel strongly want to kick us out? Uh, they're eager to kick us off with uh, shout-outs? I, I will not talk about Watchmen. I will not talk about Watchmen. I will not talk... You know what? Watchmen's really good yeah, this yeah, week. Um, yeah, you like know, that, that was a that was a show. That was yeah, a show? Was that solid. happened. And, uh, and, and it's going... You know what? If you haven't checked it out yet, maybe... Get on that. Yeah, there's one more episode <laughs> left, uh, and it's. It I'm, I'm excited to see no HBO. Oh, uh, and I'm excited to see how they wrap it all up in the you know, the final episode of the. Can I have somebody's passcode? It's the last one. Yeah, they, yeah. Ne- this upcoming Sunday is going to be the final episode, and uh, Lindelof had said that this was meant to be a self-contained season. So, I mean, not to say that they won't do future seasons of Watchmen, but the story itself is supposed yeah. to be wrapped up. Like it's, it's not going to hang on a cliffhanger well, uh, for season two it. teasing. So, it's just interesting to see how they wrap it up. It's it's yeah, arguably the best thing on TV right now. So. I think Samantha? my sister passively aggressively changed her password because ah. I can't log in to the fucking app on the PlayStation. You were my Lopez. It. I was gonna I was gonna be Lopez. I would give Lopez. it to you. I was steal so your passcode. I give my sisters my Netflix passwords. Feel free to bleep this out. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, Don't and, come at me, Netflix. And we, well, all of us have different logins for everything so we share but then sometimes i'll change the password to be funny so that i can text them like a funny password and then my sister like straight up just like changed the password and she's like not responding to my texts about it which is pretty funny yeah she'll yeah. like send me she pictures of her, to a new level. She's she'll a like comedian. send me pictures of her baby but like won't address the fact that i can't watch men maybe like, that's the passcode she's loan sharking you, remember you on your, your netflix name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no all, I, i'm curious because you said this is the netflix and we're talking about an hbo show I know, like, so my login, I'm the one that pays for Netflix. She gives me HBO, and gotcha. my other sister She's gives now not me giving you anything. Disney Plus. See, everybody yeah. wants yeah, so she has no purpose in my so life. That's the point. Yeah. So yeah. it's more of an HBO no, yeah. not HBO go. This is why How do I divorce my sister. Yeah, this is yeah. why Mexicans have so many kids, so we can all have one thing to buy. Exactly. Hulu, Netflix, Disney <laughs> we all Every just month, it's out. one new person. Yeah. Family. Yes. Exactly. Julio Rodriguez. And see, when they, we weren't even like pressed when they announced the whole Disney Plus thing. We we're like, okay, it's you. It's like you're yeah. the one. So you're 18 it. now. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, you get it. Go. You get an app. You're gonna buy it. 
But it's six ninety nine. Hey, fucker. But I since we're Netflix. talking about it, um, yeah. my shout out. I guess have we have we discussed this since? I don't know. There have we you gotta say what it is. Seen or we each don't know other since answer. Thanksgiving. I don't know. Yes, we have. But why? Go. Oh, okay. Keep going. Well, I'm caught up on Mandalorian. Yes. Okay. Um, we all are. But yesterday I watched um, Tiffany Haddish's special on Netflix, which is really funny. Uh, she has a new Black one? Mitzvah. Yeah, it's really funny. It's really good. It's, and it's, I feel like a good companion piece to her book, hole. which I also started uh, today, her audiobook, uh, Last Black Unicorn. So yeah, I think I'm going down that uh, rabbit hole. Does she narrate it? So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's oh, her it's audiobook. It's going to be great if she narrates it. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. Nice. Um, so yeah, Tiffany, I'm on t- Tiffany Haddish right now. And then I'm also planning on watching that, um, other film made by the director who did Parasite and host, what was it called? Mysteries Memories of a Murder. murder. Yes. Something yeah. So a f- me and a yeah. friend have started watching all these Korean movies and then I told another friend about it and she's like, now watch all these other movies. So now we're doing like our own we Korean get it. You film have friends, festival. Sam. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Fucking braggarts. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, all I know I people who happen to know and Korean like cinema. cinema. <laughs> God, you're starting to sound like Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Your mango. <laughs> Parasite was also nominated for the foreign language yes, film. It as well as best director. For some goddamn reason. It was fucking amazing. And you watch reason. it again. If anyone wants to watch it yes, again. Yes, because it was an American made film. It doesn't belong in oh, a foreign language. Yeah. I and it was you mostly hired the best director, and then you said for wait, some how, reason. That's how, what, what is, how much of it was in sorry, English? Wait, I'm sorry, wait. Not Parasite. Korean. I'm sorry. Was it The Farewell? I'm totally got confused. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Farewell. The Farewell yes. got nominated. Either way, a, a, oh, for a best foreign film that was made in America got nominated for a foreign language film, and it's. The Golden Globes are a fucking hot mess this year, and I'm already disappointed in everything. I think you so, might yeah. just be more conscious of it this year because they've always been a hot mess. Yeah. No, I used to like the Golden Globes. How dare you? Say Listen, I hope yeah. Ricky Gervais really <laughs> oh, blows it out of the water this yeah. year. So I'm watching this new joke? series called Back Hostel Nine. Uh, What's no, it I'm just called? Kidding. I just wanted to stop everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, so Another let's YouTube talk about thing? that new Ghostbusters trailer. Anybody see that one? Nice. Still haven't nope. seen it. I haven't yeah, seen it's it yet. Good. I've been on set it's all day. It's adorable. Uh-huh. It shows nothing it. of Bill Murray or anybody, which is disappointing me, but it's better than the all-female cast, and it's not because it was all-female. That just I'm was sure. a dumb fucking It does, it does sure. feel like a specific return to form of what the original Ghostbusters, yeah. uh, especially the first one, kind of felt like. Yeah, and it seems more serious uh, Reitman seems dialed in on the type of... Yeah. Like, Y'all are talking about really? Ghostbusters not really? being a dumbass fucking yeah, movie. Yes. <laughs> no, the first one was a comedy. Stuff like this one, but this one, uh, movie. this new one is okay. actually looks like yeah, it's taking it more serious because it's got the Stranger Things kid. Yeah. But like, I mean, it would. <laughs> Which it, one? Am I just not getting the humor because the all female cast <laughs> one was just be a more serious movie? Stupid. Throw in a Stranger Things kid. Yeah, because yeah. that dude's got clout. Remember, yeah. he, he picked this person he wanted to represent him. You're right. He has thing. a good man and a good agent. Yeah. And also, if you just want utter charm, charisma, you got Paul Rudd in there too. He never Paul ages. Rudd is in it? Yeah. Paul Rudd could have been from the original. So he's still the same huge. age. The trailer makes it seem like he's the main guy. Yeah, <gasps> I mean he's yeah. <laughs> Y'all, we got. I mean, it really. I think it is going to be Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things and his sister's character. Like, I think it's more revolved around them and their and their mother. But it feels like Paul Rudd's like you know the seventh friend. Anyways, all right, Spence, what do you got since? <laughs> we're gonna transition to that. I've been attacked multiple times tonight. <laughs> we just um, run out of the game, which is a uh, segue into me saying we watched WWE this weekend in preparation uh, for this party we're gonna be hosting next year. 
Wait, uh, nice WWE themed. It's for my girlfriend's birthday. It's for Jordan's oh. birthday. Nice. Um, but I also uh, I finally saw Parasite. Oh, you think you're still it was excellent together? You finally saw it's it. I finally saw it. Really excellent. Does that yeah. mean we can do a pod? Um, an episode? It would feel weird. I'd have to rewatch it. To it do would feel it. weird. Um, I'm but, done for watching. But it. what I really wanted to shout out was I've this podcast I'm listening to to called Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. Uh, it's these two guys who will this guy and the gal who will find a specific town and a specific like business whether it be like a restaurant or like a gas station and they'll just read all the horrible yelp and google reviews <laughs> in a dramatic voice and then they'll put like string music behind them reading the reviews it's really funny you should check it out beach uh, too sandy water too wet it's on spotify why yes. the fuck do they call with that name do you, oh, do because it's like ridiculous about, like reviews. a beach being too sandy or like water obvious. being too wet like, like oh. why would you be like these people who write these reviews yeah. on yelp or google okay, are like, genius and them stupid for now stay tuned That's for our next podcast okay, okay, which is yes. called explaining comedy to kiko <laughs> <laughs> it's called kiko too stupid <laughs> I don't know what Kiko. it is. Oh, that's, that's really what I wanted to shout out because I've been really enjoying was, it. Yeah, I should have gotten was, it. I should have yeah. gotten it. I was just like, fuck, yeah. that was so obvious. I was okay. passive listening and I got it. I was thinking <laughs> about my shout out the whole time. I still got what he was saying. <laughs> I don't I'm know. Check that that out sounds like sure. a big waste of time to me but okay yes. it sounds hilarious sounds amazing sure. I feel like it could be all right. the first five minutes Kiko, what you got I already said it I was just the Ghostbusters that's all I want to talk oh, about oh cool trailer. Trailer. so what that's else fun. are we done yeah, yeah. tight um, so for me uh, I woke up today and uh, you know after getting some work you stuff did? done you were, I, I know and um, yeah, after out. getting some work stuff done um, I you know watched Watchmen first which was phenomenal but then I watched uh, last week's episode which I'd missed Rust Fest of uh, Silicon Valley and then the series finale, the final episode that was 50 minutes long. And I have loved Silicon Valley since the day it started six seasons ago. And I just wanted to shout out that they, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know if you can make a perfect series finale, but I think they ultimately stuck the landing for the show. I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love what Mike Judge and Alec Berg and everybody involved with that show was able to do. And it is infinitely a show that is 1000 times better than the big bang theory, um, <laughs> which has a very similar size, uh, you know, like it's like, Oh, three white guys and an Indian guy yeah. and they work in tech. They're nerds. And you know, they had the token woman yeah, and the, the low hanging fruit of jokes that big bang theory goes for. Whereas Silicon Valley is uh, the thing that proves you can be smart and funny at the same time. So, I had to stop watching that show because that's just too real. <laughs> yeah, we're working in that world. Yeah, I'm just like, I yeah. can't come home from Tech Bros to more Tech Bros. Oh, man. Like, the, the, this final season had this this obnoxious character, Gabe, who uh, wears a wearable chair. <laughs> and it's one of these things that you would only see in the tech world where it's like these dangling little, what look like mm-hmm. little metal robot legs. And as soon as he goes to sit yeah. down, it pops in like a little chair <laughs> thing. And anyone who's remotely seen these like new age tech offices are just... It, it is utterly <laughs> it's exhausting. It's yes. so annoying how accurate the show can be, but at the same time, it is pretty funny if you don't Very have to beautiful. do it every single day, which mm-hmm. I haven't had to do for a while. So that's why I'm able to love Which is the but, funny part. I had a friend of mine who introduced me to that show, and I've only seen up to season two. Sorry. No. But like, I was watching going like, I really don't get this. <laughs> and But she was in tech, and she's like, no, it's fucking funny because it's exactly... Like you do, because mostly when you write some type of show, it's kind of based on reality, but you go exaggerated. But it's so exaggerated in the tech world yeah. that it's yeah. perfectly aligned because I now deliver and go to a lot of tech places. And I'm like, now I get it. Yeah. You the guys tech world itself are is this a big fucking, fucking weird parody crazy. of itself. Yeah, it's yeah. a parody of itself and it's amazing. 
Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. It's sort of, um, you know, as a loose example, it, you know, kind of like what the first scream film did where it's a parody of the genre while actually still fully fitting mm-hmm. within the genre. Mm-hmm. And I think Silicon Valley's brilliance is that it's able to do that so incredibly well. So, uh, but yeah, Funny. so the series is over and it made me really sad. I, you Aww. know, I didn't quite shed a tear, but I, you know, did feel like, Oh, really sad to see this show go. Um, and it was a show that uh, brought TJ Miller into the spotlight. So that was something which left in the end. They did not bring him back. So, you know. Well, uh, the they were like, well, see you later. I think they, you know. Also, I, I, I don't yeah. want to spoil it, but it's. Yeah, it also back. known as the Mucinex guy, you yeah. know? <laughs> he can keep Miller, being a booger elsewhere. Booger? Is he really? Yeah, which I thought, how would they make that an actual thing, the booger being like a man? Now it's Jason Biggs. Have y'all heard that? Yeah, it's Jason Biggs now. It's fucking makes me mad because I love TJ Miller as it. He's like, where are you going? It's Taco Tuesday. Of course I'm going with you. Obviously, we have a fan of the Musinex commercial. Yeah. I just love the, the Musinex extended one, universe. Kiko Spotify rap. I appreciate really good commercial. commercial His music. artist of the decade He's is like, the Musinex. Uh, hey, look, guys, I'm just really glad Jason Biggs is getting work. He fucking needs After it. After the pie fucking, you yeah. know, you just hope he gets everything. You I mean, know? Yeah, he was, yeah. I'm with it. Demolition Man, when they had the commercials where it was just the radio station and nothing but commercials, I looked forward to that one day happening. The best... <laughs> <laughs> all right okay. well all right. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways so critics on tap marriage story uh noah bombach written and directed ScarJo, spoiler ad dry whatever we call it <laughs> <Spoiler. that> <laughs> um, yeah no spoilers yet. yeah we can try to um, jump into it early oh no so, what am i doing now we have to do the non-spoiler version for those, first. yeah for those of us uh I came in this movie, luckily I had not even seen a trailer. I had no idea that it was so heavily based on his own life, anything else. And I'm, I'm, you know, glad that that was the case. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, You could tell this was a personal, emotional project for this guy who wanted to tell this story. And uh, I thought it was pretty well done. Might have run a little long on its runtime. We were talking, uh, Spencer and I, before everyone else got here, it was about... Every movie Noah Bombbox ever made has been under two hours. The longest was uh, the last one was Francis, huh? Uh, uh, no, no. After that, uh, the the Meyerowitz stories uh, was the, the longest Netflix, one, at like yeah. an hour fifty two, oh. and this one was two hours and sixteen minutes. So oh, it was his nice. first one to like really go that, that that over two hour mark. Most of them were like an even an hour twenty to an hour forty. Most of it. So um, it did feel a little long, but it also, you know, this journey that you go through of this divorce process of splitting up and figuring out life is a long and arduous journey. So it kind of puts you into their seat a little bit, but yeah, I'll, uh, you know, everybody just kind of do your, uh, you know, how we felt about it. Thoughts, uh, spoiler free. Same thing as Bo. I had no idea what this was about. I heard about the title Scarlett Johansson because Samantha really hates, Scarlett Johansson. I wouldn't use the word hate. She's okay? got some beef. I grew up in a Catholic <laughs> household. Oh, really? And I You're don't going Pelosi? You're anyone. going Pelosi. Okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so she just has a distaste for, for Scarlett. So you pay for her. <laughs> of course. I did not know anything, and I guess I should have because I brought my girlfriend, and it's been a troubling subject for her because she's going through a divorce. Um, so, yeah. But it was... Uh, you I were know, the frisky grip. I was the frisky gripper. Uh, I was a new guy. I was you know, flirty on, 
I, I I met her after she filed, so calm down, everybody. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> yeah, no, we, no, we, we, we did about the timeline here. And uh, it was, yeah, it was very interesting, and I know about the... There's, there's a lot of times, you, too, <laughs> watching this thing, knowing about um, especially laws in California and what they consider for divorces, and especially divorce. If you ever watch a documentary on Netflix, you know how difficult it can be, especially when you bring lawyers in and who has to pay for it, and so... I just was like, this is going to get shitty really fast. And it was just, yeah, it was a gut-wrenching kind of thing to go through. But it was also just a, just about relationships. Like, fucking talk, dude. Seriously. Just like the beginning thing started. Like, I knew the beginning was like, yes, I know they're in therapy because I know this is letters they wrote to each other because my girlfriend and I go to therapy together. Purposely Yay. on purpose to make sure that we can go through everything together, even if we're not going to work out. That's so good. I'm proud Do of you. Yeah, I know our therapist says that too. <laughs> but it's yeah, just interesting but um knowing that and like seeing these things i was like just even if you're not gonna like it fucking talk like what are you doing you dumbasses stop bringing yeah. lawyers but it's yeah it was it was long it was kind of i don't think it was drawn out it was just like you said it was divorce is fucking tedious and shit's gonna happen and you gotta go through it and but i liked it i thought it was entertaining i know she didn't like it and she's not gonna like it right now my girlfriend but i liked it i thought it was kind of cool not cool, but you know, I get it. <laughs> Are we doing the who would we recommend this to too? You can. At the end or right now? Either way. It's free form, baby. Uh, <laughs> We're playing jazz. Either if you, either if you won, <laughs> if you won <laughs> custody, <laughs> you should watch this. If you lost custody, you shouldn't watch this. <laughs> but they have shared joint custody in the end. I know, but I'm saying people who oh, should watch it. Spoiler. Oh, we can go. Point during it anyway. So it. <laughs> Spence, go. I loved it a lot. Um, I You're thought. Right. For me, especially as someone who has experienced that from the child's perspective, I think a lot of films really try to either go all in on the parent's perspective or all in on the child's perspective to eke out uh, the emotional, gripping, dramatic part of this. And Noah Baumbach has an, does an amazing thing with dialogue where it just kind of naturally ping-pongs. People talk over each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the Merowitz Stores does this really well. Francis Ha does this really well. Um, but he does a really good job with this film, although deeply personal, uh, making it feel weirdly enough even in balancing both characters perspectives of the situation and it feeling universal because of that like i think anyone who's been through the experience or even if you haven't you can still feel empathy for them um and you're and it it was funny too really funny like i think uh, divorce films often like often cater to the dramatic and feeling like they have to stay in there Uh, a film that i thought of a lot was this iranian film called the separation which i love very much um it's super dramatic and super sad uh, but this movie is super funny and has a lot of amazing moments that I, it helped relieve the tension. Um, there's an ebb and flow mm. uh, of the film that helps you kind of, even though the runtime is a little long, I think uh, it helps you uh, sort of experience it um, and not feel like you're just going to weep the whole time. Yeah. Um, and also there are some references to uh, musical in this film that we'll talk about later that I thought were really poignant and that, Meant a lot Spencer to me because I love this musical. Uh, He's blushing. I love uh, it. I love this musical. We'll talk about it a lot later. Um, but I love okay. this movie a lot. I will say, actually, this is a. I'm starting contender. to play the Oscar speech music. So yeah. you wrap up. He's like speeding uh, up. Uh, and uh, like that uh, way. He's like, okay, uh, I'm going to get that. Ooh, 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 uh, I'm going to think right now. This is probably one I'm of so, my favorite movies of the year. Potentially number one. <gasps> wow. Number after seeing Parasite? Even after seeing Zombieland 2. This is my number one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hot take, double tap. 
months Double ago. Tap. What? I missed it. We watched it. Zombieland Two. Zombieland Two. Yes. Did we? Watch you, it? Did you not yeah. come to Zombieland Two with us? No. Oh, that's yes, weird. You did. Yes, you he lied. was not there. No, I think we invited guys. We. Yeah. Oh, we wanted to do one without him. We invited check. No, there really was. There was a week where you said you had something going was on the night we picked. It was like it was in the middle of the early in the fall. It was like September. Really? Yeah, this is for real. Where the fuck was I? <laughs> uh, we can go back in messages and look I later. I don't know. Anyway, that happens to keep. I love this movie. That was great. Um, yeah, I message a lot. I'm very I'm excited to talk about it without feeling like I have to divulge too much of my own family's experience. But yeah, I think it informed a lot of my enjoyment of it. Mm, yeah, I normally have an aversion for privileged white people films, and <laughs> this one was good like i and i also don't hate scarlett johansson i pray yeah. for her um <laughs> I, she's just not the greatest Every for night. me but her performance was really great and i enjoyed watching this film being someone who is a like serial monogamous person and have you know considered marriage with multiple people and now i'm at a point where i'm just like marriage mm, Maybe I'll get married, but then like immediately get a divorce. You know what I mean? Like just for fun. Maybe I'll just have like an emergency fund for like a divorce lawyer or something. You know, just to like go through the process. You just want the rings. Um. Yeah. Like someone on my team got married or got engaged this weekend, and her ring is fat. And I immediately texted my boyfriend, and I was like, "Forget this eloping shit." Because I told him I was like, "If we ever get engaged, I better get a down payment for a house." Because like I don't want a ring, but I was like, "Nope." I'm keeping up with the Joneses. You're spending all your money on a ring right now. And then he's just like, that was the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard. So yeah, marriage is a weird, dumb topic, but I think the core of the film today was that like the relationship aspect of all of it and the fact of like two people growing together, but apart is a very real thing that, you know, a lot of people can relate to and kind of, the added perspective of a child is something that a lot of people deal with. So yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really, I, I enjoyed the way it was portrayed. Um, like Spencer said, it was funny and I appreciated that. And there were still so many moments of um, like love and care that these people had for each other, even though they were going through all the shit and, you know, yelling at each other at times. Um, there were still like very tender moments between them that were, you know, just between two people that had grown together and you have this kind of bond that you kind of never shed. So yeah, I guess like it also kind of hit home in terms of like personal experience, not necessarily in the same perspective, but, um, but yeah, it was very much relatable and I could see this being something that a lot of people would be able to like share and, uh, connect with. So that's my take. That was not 90 seconds, but okay. Oh, you gave me <laughs> a timer? Kidding. No, 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 I'm kidding. I just re-edited need... when I first did this spoiler-free thing, and I was like, 90 seconds, go. This is and at the end of the first the... one, you talk for like two and a half minutes, and I was like, not 90 seconds. I'm going to cut out the middle sections of her sentences, know, so it's just, just like, the beginning yeah. and the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. the only one that you cut. Yeah, go ahead and do that and let the Completely internet Completely like shabby. I edited only the woman. Only me? Like, well, I was really, I mean, I was, I was really excited with Kathy that we would have had a second female voice tonight, but I understand. I mean, obviously, we yeah. understand why she couldn't. I was thinking she would be there on the podcast but, and I wouldn't, but then yeah. I saw her face and I was like, go, mm. just get out and <laughs> yeah. go. And she How are you was, getting home now? 
Oh, she'll come back and get me. She has my car. Oh, that's good. At least I hope so. <laughs> that's There's some confidence Uber there. That's what Uber is. Oh, she's coming back. She's coming back. She'll be back. Oh, she knows what she knows her duties. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's I heard the podcast. You're watching your ass. I'm glad you're in therapy then. We're gonna need more after this. I just like what Kiko says. He's like, I got an appointment in an hour from now. I gotta go. Midnight appointment. Midnight appointment. Like, do you have an emergency session, sir? Now, right, he's coming over just like all fucking pissed. Like, <laughs> what do you need to talk about? Like, what's so important? Okay, look. <laughs> all right, clean break. Matthias, uh, Spencer, I'm so glad you uh, love this movie. I, I had a feeling from the from the the credits that like you were gonna you were gonna like this movie you were gonna really love and everything, you know. So, and then your comments afterwards, kind of like I was like, oh man, he hated this movie. Like, I can't believe it, you know. <laughs> so you <have> to say, <laughs> But this movie, I know, um, uh, so I'm glad you liked it. Oh, uh, like the weird really jokes happy. I was making before just to get all my bad jokes out of the way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was thrown off. part of my podcast yeah, I mean, this movie, I mean, <laughs> yeah. personally, when I, uh, uh, I watched this movie twice uh, because I cheated and I wasn't supposed to make it tonight, so I ended up getting a second viewing uh, before the podcast. And mm-hmm. I would tell you what, when those that first within that first ten minutes, I was like, this movie was made for me. Like I don't know what it was. I, for those who don't know, I I he's like I'm that kid from the I movie. Know what it was. Noah, my dad Noah made this movie for me. <laughs> I, I wholly yeah. I wish I'd stop interrupting me. Wish you're now I wholly, years old. You, I I wholly believe that like in another life I went to New York to pursue like theater, uh, probably musical theater and stuff like that. And so uh, and as a person who I I don't think it's it's for me I I didn't. It didn't feel the divorce so much as, but I did feel like two hearts like growing apart, you know, mm-hmm. and like, and I've, and I've been through that so much, you know, so there was something about that. It's like touched me on like every level. I was like, mm-hmm. I love everything about the theater. I love these two creatives tr- expressing themselves. I love the, And it was just, oh my God, and this is such a sad movie, but it has some great scenes. Um, This movie is definitely, uh, I will say that i feel this is a play in a movie mm. form it really um, is. there's a lot of a lot of these that i could have seen done on the stage mm-hmm. um and to wit um i think uh scarlett johansson is fucking fantastic in this movie um but i will say um it's my first time watching it and especially my second time watching it like halfway through, like I just feel like I don't like her interpretation of the character, which is not to say she doesn't do a good job. I think she does an amazing job. I just think that like in a play format, you know, you get different people deciding, like taking on different characters and stuff like that. And and when you see an, uh, another cast do a show, it you get these different interpreta- mm-hmm. interpretations. And I feel like there's something that, was missing there that I would have liked to have seen. But that doesn't mean she doesn't do a good job. Yeah. Adam Driver, though, surprises the fucking hell out of mm-hmm. me he every did. time I see him. No matter, anytime I think I nail him down of like what he's capable of or anything, like he just, he just blows my mind, you know? So he's, he's definitely, uh, he deserves his nomination, whatever he gets for any of this for sure. Um, the rest of the cast is great. 
I mean, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. I will say, I will say, yeah. Um, Alan all is great. And, and I will say that like the, the girl who plays, um, Scarjo's sister. sister. Yeah. Oh, uh, I love her. Like that, her one scene of, uh, of ha- uh, in mama. the in the kitchen, so they like they have such a weird dynamic and yeah, everything. Yeah, but the, I love it. those characters feel so lived in, mm-hmm. you know, and yes. so re- and just I mean, no matter how kooky they end up being, like I don't know how, what they did to like get that chemistry down. If they like worked, like if they did so many rehearsals together to really kind of I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, that's so interesting. Um, and again, it felt like those scenes with them. It felt like you'd been doing this like for 200 shows now yeah like you they know? played <laughs> off of each other in yeah. that way yeah you know like it's definitely been like you felt like you felt like you were seeing like the final run of this thing like they they just knew each other like so well it was great it was so great um so yeah that's i i i love this movie i think it has some problems um but i will say it's a great movie uh if you probably won't like this movie um if you if you don't like uh breakups or mm. things or like <laughs> emotional stuff like this because yeah. it is Real a life. very heart-wrenching movie and if it's something that you haven't gone through i know i've met people that have been like i don't relate to like a breakup love songs because like and i'm like well you've never been through like a a real breakup you know what i'm saying so like this is one of those things where like i feel like there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot you can relate to had you been through it otherwise you're probably going into this and being like what the hell is wrong with these people <laughs> yeah you know, um, well, it's pretty generally relatable. You're but right. yeah, I mean, if you're one of those people, and I think I think if you love acting and good writing and stuff like that, like this, it's not overly dramatic. You're you're gonna you're gonna come in this. You're gonna find things to love. You're gonna find things to hate in in a good way. You know, you're gonna. Um, and I think that's the the movie lets you allow you to see. It's amazing how much it it shows you two people that are in love with each other while they're breaking apart. Yeah. It's like a better version of the breakup. The breakup. I I had the jokes. The whole time he was talking, I'm waiting for this joke. Sorry. There are things. (laughs) This, this movie goes up there. If you like 500 days of summer, I'd say you'd like this movie. Cause for me, there's a lot, there's a lot of in 500 days of summer that I had the same feelings watching this film, especially like point, especially like parts of, uh, you know, where, in, in the beginning, they're describing their love, uh, like the, what, why they found love and everything, and then all of a sudden it cuts to like them in the divorce room and like why they don't like each other. Divorce kind of thing. room. <laughs> <therapy>. Divorce room. <laughs> <laughs> the mediation. Room. That should have been the title. That's what I called it when I was five. No, room. I'm just kidding. I don't oh. even know what really? divorce was then. But that's how many of us my... have had immediate family experience divorce. I just really curious about that. I guess I don't know. Immediate family, no. Oh, yeah, I've had I, multiple people mm-hmm. separate. That was okay. Dramatic. I've had a living boyfriend together. from my mom. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> no, I've never experienced that. Yeah, I was I was surprised it took all the way. I was already in college whenever uh, my parents uh, divorced, but my sister uh, was eight to nine years old, same time as the lead uh, as the character in this is filmed. So she would probably relate to it on a much deeper level as somebody who was that age going through it at that time. Um, but at the same time, it was also like my dad wasn't exactly one that was fighting for custody or anything like that nature, but it was still kind of contentious. Um, we, we, you know, we did have to go to court, um, for things, but 
Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, um, you know, a, a fairly accurate depiction of the struggles of someone you've shared a life with and you shared raising a kid or kids with, um, uh, you know, without having gone exactly through it myself, having, you know, seen it w- both with my parents, with, with other people. Um, I think it was one of the better depictions and especially the way like Spencer, you kind of touched on with um, kind of blending the humor and the drama and the, the angst and the heartache and all that together. Um, because that's again, like, you know, I've said it before. I love the genre mashing that we're seeing a lot more of these days in, in film and TV uh, because that's real life. Like you actually are going through. So it's like, it's not always dramatic. It's not always funny. Like life is more complex than that, no matter what's happening. So I think this film did a good job of kind of capitalizing on all of, all of those kinds of uh, emotions. Break. <laughs> you want to dive into spoilers? Spoilers. Let's do it. Spoilers. Yeah, I need a bigger, I need a bigger Kiko. Spoilers. There are no sex scenes. Don't watch this movie. Just kidding. <laughs> He didn't like the scene between Wallace Shawn and all those women he talked about. <laughs> yeah, God. what? Yeah, was he referencing specifically Catherine Hepburn when he's like, "I got a blowjob from four-time Oscar winner," and I was like, "I think that's Catherine Hepburn. She won four Oscars." I just wanted him to say that. Who else? I mean, other, unless it's like, was he ever, unless it was it's a man, unless it's a con. I think he was insinuating he was a man. Well, who? I mean, no, so well, I. no, I was saying like no. Person. I mean, unless he's talking about, I guess, a non. I don't know why. Immediately, I thought he was talking about a man. I don't. Yeah, think I mean, so. it might have been. Was that um, was that Wallace Shawn playing himself in that moment? Yeah, Wally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Inconceivable. Oh, it was Andre the Giant. We can say. It. <laughs> Jesus. What? Yeah. So there's a there's an ongoing debate in the film Twitter uh, about like who's the worst person in this movie and really yeah between Ugh. the two and the i think worst? it's like the stupidest thing like that like right, i've seen wrong. because like clearly the worst person and people Radiota. in this film are the are the lawyers yeah. the oh, lawyers yeah. are the worst people in this film but yes. everyone wants to start blaming like who's like who's who's being like the shittiest person in this divorce thing you know and, and uh i'm like oh my god this so it's such a stupid argument like well, the truth of that matter is the lawyers are that way because they've been through that many lawsuits yeah. and that many things to know that that's what they start with like one of the lawyers especially if you watch frankie and grace in general in real life the point of if you file a lawsuit they're going to seize your account and make sure that you cannot use it whoever files first the other person they're going to freeze their account so that way they don't like money? go. Yeah, they're going to freeze. So that way you can't go crazy and spend all your money. Because I have actually personally known two people whose spouse, before they find out they were getting divorced, spent all the fucking money, ran all the credit cards up, did everything because they were like, fuck you, I'm fucking your life over. Yeah. So there Jeez. are. Is that why they can't take half of I'm so excited no, about even, my divorce, you guys. It's not mm. even that. It's They just want to fuck you over. And if it's going to be like, I get half the debt, like I'm just going to make you do it. And plus, since they make you pay for your spouse's fees, women's spouse fees, they don't care. They don't like, like a joint account? Yeah, okay. joint account or not, they're just going to make you do that. So they're kind of running. I get where they were. That's what was crazy about this movie is I was juggling with who I hated more. Yeah, yes. but they're, 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 but they're purposely on. like really like cartoonish. Like they're bad. cartoonishly about you know it. They were saying? the worst of the worst, but they were also I mean, they got Ray Liotta. But they were yeah. also yeah going off of what like they she knew. was like super feminist, like whatever, and he was super masculine. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there was a clear distinction but they were both between going like, they to were win. supposed to they were, be. They were playing. They're portraying people who pry on people's emotions like yeah, they feed they, off of emotional response yeah they know how to get them and they're there to win because they get money because lawyers 
as they said, they were like, we got to check all your assets, your living and everything you have, including his grant that he got, because they need to make sure they get their money first because they will go until you're broke and then they're done. But they need to get all the money they can because they want all their money, but they are also fighting off of those ideals because they've done it before. They've seen the worst of the worst. They've seen shitty shit go through, like Spielberg's fucking divorce. You're the person mm. that like uh, that says that... Uh, the, oh my god the karate kid was the bad guy he was a movie. douche <laughs> oh my god take yeah. everything Kiko just said with a grain of salt I'm not saying they're I, good but I get what they were coming from yeah. with it but that's what I was juggling with this entire movie like who's doing what what's going there just have a fucking conversation like I was juggling yeah. with Adam Driver which did a great job you're right I agree with you Adam Driver surprised the fuck out of me I don't know why it's surprising but it just surprised me but the idea of Adam Driver just being selfish. Yes. And not wanting, it's like, bitch, it's LA. You're mm-hmm. a director. Go somewhere and do it over there. Like, yeah. why can't you see your wife doing something or do it separate? She's going to go for six months. Come back. Go or whatever. Yeah. You can fall. The money she makes, you bitches can fucking fly back and forth. You can put that money in your stuff. You can help yeah, each like other. Yeah, like figure it out. But at that point, it was like an ego thing. Yeah, you, know? you like, could be a power fucking couple, but you're not because you're like, no, no, no. We're here. Because we just discussed it. We didn't really have a real conversation. Yeah. It's like, no, when I mention it, that's that's what I mean. Like, Yeah, I was struggling with like what Bombach was trying to do with the female character because he would, you know, Scarlett Johansson would have this really great performance in terms of expressing the fact that she felt that she was losing herself in the relationship and all of, you know, very valid things, right? And so I'm starting to connect with this character. But then when we start to see things from Adam Driver's perspective, there's all of these things that he's almost assuming about her based on like secondhand knowledge. So like what the lawyer tells him about her or what he assumes that she did or, you know, what the kid had said. And so going back to what Kiko said, like just fucking talk about it. And so I was like, so is he trying to paint her in the way that, would get Adam driver more riled up or is he really like trying to paint her as like a more three dimensional character where she actually has feelings and has concerns, you know, cause it almost feels like the shit that Adam driver is coming to the conclusion about, about her is canceling out all of that other stuff. You know what I mean? Like it almost, it's almost as if he's using these like stereotypish tropes in this, picture that he's painting in adam driver's head to get him to the point where he is super defensive when it gets to the lawyer uh to the lawyer scenes and so you know it's kind of like building towards that and then he like his ego continues to be uh fed and that was the initial problem from the beginning right like she said that you know it was always about him and him making decisions and all of that stuff so it's like throughout the movie he continues to like his ego continues to get fed and so there is almost no relief there for him to finally say like yes what you did and raising our child and sacrificing what you did what like he never acknowledges that and i think it just gets to the point where they just get it's like time yeah, and it's just amicable at the end as opposed to him realizing that like he was shitty in that relationship. And I mean, obviously she had things too, right? Like she acknowledged the fact that, you know, she was indecisive and, you know, there were things like Jack you, him. you bring, yeah, you bring her flaws and like, but I guess from the perspective of like knowing how that goes and uh, these kind of gender roles imposed on you, you 
do like as a woman you do kind of lose yourself in a relationship and you know when you are like a mother there are some things that are kind of implied and imposed so it was interesting to see that aspect of things kind of laid out but then at the same time it's like still you know not very clear on whose story it really was you know I think that's what the benefit of the movie, though, because mm-hmm. like even though an argument on Twitter about who was right or wrong between the two of them is arbitrary and stupid on the surface, it is interesting to portray how the film does that, mm-hmm. where when you're in the perspective of, of Scarlett Johansson's character, Nicole, the things that Adam Driver does and the way that, and the way that we see him in the film is totally you know short-tempered, cold, not necessarily caring at all the way that she feels about him. But then when we see her in the Adam Driver sequences, everything that we thought about her is not the same. Yeah. And so we feel conflicted by yeah. that, this ping pong effect that happens mm-hmm. throughout the movie up until there's a scene at the end where they have a almost soap opera level conversation, like a teeters mm-hmm. on almost being soap opera argument in his new apartment in LA. Yeah. And they say some stuff that's to each other that is volatile. Yeah. Like crazy volatile. Instead of, and instead of crying about it, they just volley something else back at them that's even more volatile. Yeah. And but to the point of he's crying in on her legs, you know. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is what you guys are all getting out of just needing to talk. Sometimes that also begets an evil that's like kind of hard to face for some people. Totally. So yeah. I liked how there wasn't it wasn't one of their stories. It was both of theirs and mm-hmm. Pombach in particular. I mean, I think it's. I'm proud of him because it could have easily been the. Here's my marriage from my perspective. Woe is me, yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee. Maybe she was a good person, but here's here's my feelings about it. He was. I'm interested to see how she felt about it because it is, from my perspective, very respectful of both him and her, and they're both are portrayed very horribly. Mm-hmm. Both are portrayed very lovingly. Um, everything's left on the table. And no one's right or wrong. And that's the hard thing about marriage is it's so emotionally manipulative. You have to feel like you have to believe one and not the other. That's hard. Yeah. And I think that's probably what the purpose of the lawyers was. You know, like they had such a presence. They're more analytical about it. They're they're, they're taking their stories and like using it as like weaponry. Well, they keep talking about winning. Right. Like you won. Yeah. And then like, and that never sits right. Yeah. They turn the game. They frame the game in a way that you understand because what they use as those weapons are things that we already see, right? Like the thing with the car seat and the thing with her drinking and, you know, it ends up getting used in that way. So I think that's probably why the lawyers had such a big part because normally in divorce stories, you just hear like, okay, it's a relationship. The divorce happens. The lawyers are mean. Okay. Yeah. But they actually, you see that kind of playing out there. I was wildly, I was, it was wild. So originally Adam driver's character goes with this lawyer who's like, kind of a retired guy. He's been through three divorces himself, but he's human to Adam Driver's character, Charlie. And Charlie responds to that. And like, thank God, finally, somebody just like speaking what I'm feeling. But also, he's not willing to go to bat in the way that what we've been talking about, that the emotional manipulativeness that Laura Dern's doing. So then when we see them in court and he brings a whole different lawyer, the Ray Liotta character, I was like, oh my God, are you you fucking... I was so upset. He brought out the We're also in Scarlett Johansson's perspective in that sequence. So again, that like emotional ping pong. Because they were going to take him for it too. Like she was trying to... said, I needed my own asshole. And I was like... Yeah, because he knew it too and he... Scarlett Johansson's character didn't realize Laura Dern's character was going to go crazy with it. Yeah. Like yeah. she was going to take everything. Yeah. Especially at the point when they find out they won, she was like, let's make it so you don't have 50 50. She's like, what do you mean? I like, I want him to have 50 50, but I don't want him to brag to his friends that yeah. he got 50 50. I want to take him for something. She took her liberties. And, yeah. yeah. And Scarlett Johansson was like, what the f? 
No, that's not yeah. what I fucking want. Like yeah. I, he's a good dad regardless of what it is. I just wanted to get the fucking divorce. Well, that's that what's great is that time? they became human beings at the end. Yeah, like yeah. they decided yeah. to, you know, just was that the first time that we see any kind of displeasure? Yeah, in her, about in her, about her lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, because no. they do keep it secret. No, the whole scene in the courtroom. There's a whole lot of displeasure between both of them about what's being said about the other person as well as what's being said about themselves. You know, well, like saying, the lawyers are doing all the talking and they're realizing like we're in, they're both realizing like we're in yeah. this room. We're not even saying, these and people are talking this. for us. Yeah, and that's a good point. I, and I don't even know that it's my voices, you know? True. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot like, like I think. I told yeah. her that in I think even in the, even in the, um the, the first uh like mediation room uh with the lawyers, uh, before they go to court, like I felt like there is again when it's the two lawyers talking for them, like it's it's a realizing that things are not going the way that we wanted them to. You know, this is the thing we agreed not to do, and then there's yeah, there's a whole lot of voices being uh, yeah because they speak for them because they're there to win for them. They're not there to be sympathetic. Yeah. That's what you hired them for. Mm-hmm. It's like you hired somebody to pull the plug. You don't want somebody yeah. to wonder. They're just and going it, to fucking yeah. pull it. And that's the thing so is like that's the, the and the, the beauty of the opening scene of I'm sorry the opening scene the scene that introduces Laura Dern uh, and with Scarlett Johansson and and like it's a it's a beautiful scene because you see what. Scarlett Johansson has been struggling with like why like at, at this point we're realizing what happened you know yeah. where we're seeing like what why is this divorce even happening you know and Laura Dern to her credit like really comes on her side and decides like you're going to find what you want it isn't until that moment I only realized this watching the movie again like how it wasn't until that moment that Scarlett Johansson even started thinking for herself even though that she did do this divorce thing even though she was going to do her pilot in LA there was no question she was going to go back to New York she you know was how, like you know she, women have brains though right <laughs> what do you know I'm not <laughs> they were thinking just boobs. yeah Laura she Dern clearly, you know Laura Dern clearly did you know what I'm saying yeah I like think I'm saying like saying she was clearly she was making moves without because she had established that when she had said that like he makes decisions clearly and I might not. And she was kind of making moves without really thinking through she all wasn't, of the implications. She wasn't thinking with her best interest or the things that she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. There was no, and like Laura Dern was right. Like you need, we're going to start telling your story. And I found that very compelling, you but know, taking her ownership. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and of course it gets crazy from there, but there was like, some good for that for Scarlett Johansson, but I it still isn't the way that she wanted it to go down. I don't think because yeah. a very None interesting that shit thing. does right. Like yeah. it's all you're putting your whole relationship in the hands of some people who like don't, don't know, know shit you. and don't have your best interest. But it's supposed to be yeah. that way because you want somebody well, who's fucking yes able no. to like, I, I was thinking while you all were talking about this, how um why why do we not live in a world where we have lawyers who are specifically saying. I'm I'm thinking about what's the best for the children and because what could actually mediate what is the best. Like, you know, we, we get paid the most money because we ultimately make the best decisions for your child and for your future and how to break this up for you. Like, why do we not live in that world? The same reason why we don't pay our teachers shit. The same yeah. reason why the 1% it's exists. It's different in Poland. Yeah. You guys should really watch a separation. Because yeah. that movie, there's 
this scene in particular will ruin the end, but also I think you don't ruin see the end. It, there's a scene in the end where <laughs> just don't. I know. Wait, no. If someone was doing this to you, you would be so mad. Hundred percent. Like, Fucking spoilers. Hundred percent. There's a moment at the end I think oh portrays exactly what you guys are talking about. So I'm interested to see uh, what you guys think about that's it. The see one that movie that you if you've were... not because what it, movie? a separation. It. It's an Iranian film. Oh. The same guy who nominated, made the same yeah. guy who it was not. It won best Oscar for the one thing. It was the same guy who made the Salesman. Yeah. Okay. Is it in English? Yeah. No, it's not. I'm never reading. watching there's it. Sub- there's subtitles. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Matias can't read what you guys don't know. <laughs> you guys are having better. I told you, he's the kid from the movie. I'm still, I'm still making <laughs> a joke about how the Golden Globes don't understand foreign language films. And Anyway. I'm I thought the music was, the movie. music to me was an interesting, like, side character, the whole thing. Like, this whimsical It did feel very, music. like, pre- like New York theater music. The whole movie oh, was yeah. under the guise of, like the New York theater scene. Yeah, I feel totally. Like, like it, I think that's probably why it probably resonated with you, Matthias as, or where you could envision it as a stage play. And I could, I could totally see I that. I a hundred percent thought the whole yeah. thing was a stage play. The way that he, yeah. the way that he used dialogue as rhythm. Yeah. There was someone that like posted another Twitter thing. I'm sorry, but it, 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 it kind of raised a lot of interesting conversations, but someone posted about like how, like, Oh, if, Scarlett Johansson deserves an Oscar because she like was able to deliver like a six minute monologue like w- while remembering her lines while sniffling and like eating and all this kind of stuff and everything and someone else is like have you ever seen a play yeah <laughs> like that's yeah. literally yeah. yeah you know and that yep. was like and it was an interesting like ne- conversation you know um I don't know I just there thought, are several so, instances like, sounds like, like Scarlett yeah. Johansson yeah. arose I just think the way like that people <laughs> look at this I think <laughs> sounds like something Samantha would have done I'm I so know. I'm so glad My this is Sam's burner account <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad this is a movie and I'm so glad we get to watch it in the comfort of our own homes uh, there's no way I would have been able to see this if it had it been like a New York play uh, granted, I feel like it would have made a much better play, to be honest, because of the way that things were done. <laughs> you, I think well, you shake your I, head like it definitely would have. Like in the way that the, f- the cinema aspect of it, and what we've been talking about with their perspectives, mm-hmm. and like seeing it, like the close-ups of Adam Driver and her perspective, and then like the stark wide shots of seeing Scarlett Johansson, like the mm-hmm. way the framing and the cutting and the rhythm adds to that. I think you may be right. Like, I don't know the answer to that, but for my opinion, I'm I'm glad it's a film in particular because of that. Yeah. And there were certain elements, going back to like just the music y'all were talking about, like, there were sound elements that uh, maybe lost in some people or just might not notice. like rumbling noises. Like, yeah, they were like rumbling that. like when some of the moments, especially when they were in the litigation with the lawyers in uh, mm-hmm. the offices and you heard this like loud, like kind of, you know, it's kind of like an amplified version of fluorescent lights. Yes, yeah. You know, and like there were just things about it that were, that, I mean, that's a cinematic thing that can't be replicated Which is not, stage. not to say Noah Baumbach isn't uh, cinematic before, but I haven't seen that kind of use of sound design in a film like of his before, like this, at yeah. this level. Yeah. You, you get like Francis some, yeah. Ha is very like you, the characters in the dialogue. You get moments yeah. like this when someone like gets punched in the face and you hear, I, I've seen probably that fucking trailer for uh, the Adam Sandler uncut uh, gems uncut gems like where he gets punched in the nose and you hear that yeah, sound for like, like a few ringing. seconds it's like a reaction yeah. mm-hmm. this was going on for like seven solid minutes yeah. when they're in the main offices litigating then when they get put in that little side office with just Alan Alda and I kept thinking and, yeah. the Matrix. and, and, and it was like, just like man this, this starts, is like really like I could feel the tenseness yep. in my mm-hmm. body he's like realizing just, the implications of what's about to happen it like amplifies yeah. 
And then, I don't know, he says something and then it kind of like dissipates, but it's still there. He's like, I don't want to lose my son. I need to fight for him. I need need him to know that I fought for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you will know. And he's like, fuck, what do I do? Because he's realized everything has just been taken up a notch. Especially with a lawyer. And we didn't know in that moment that, yeah, it might have been him making the decision that this isn't the right lawyer for me. Because he didn't know. Because I I need someone who's fighting specifically Laura Dern lawyer, not... Not to fight Scarlett Johansson specifically, her character. Uh, Someone Nicole, giving me a long-winded I mean, joke that I'm paying time for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted yeah, to hear the end of the joke. Does anyone know how that joke I think ends? That's the point. Yeah, I know. I wanted to I hear the end of the joke. He just made it up and was like, "Well, he jumped to the." He just says the pun. He's not the punchline, but he says like that the meaning of the story is to after he says that or something. I forget what it is, but they uh, they do the punchline at the end of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um. So uh, one of, one of the things I'm I'm curious about. I don't know if this is just wild speculation, but I was looking at the timeline of when certain things were made, when the actual marriage and divorce is happening. They were married. Jennifer Jason Lee was married to Noah Baumbach uh, from 2005 to 2013, which is eight years, the age of the son. This is happening. Uh, they uh, co-wrote and then he directed Greenberg in like 2010. And then shortly afterwards, they uh, he co-wrote uh, with Greta Gerwig, Francis Ha, which was released in 2012, a year before they got divorced. 2013, I think. Yeah, it's like it's right around the time. I mean, saying it's within a year or so of their divorce Ooh, that the cool. film was released, and I'm okay. and I'm I curious that if they it, it, like in wild spe- speculation territory is Greta Gerwig, you, you, you know, they they obviously have some sort of connection. I don't Are you painting so. her as a homewrecker? No, I mean no, I don't know. In relationships I mean, like this, like when, when the relationship is ending. over for a long There's time, not yeah, a home if it's already ending. I'm just curious yeah. if he specifically, if, if 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 it occurred to anybody else, I may be the only person it occurred to, and it may not be truth. I was just saying, like in my mind, he he downplayed, like, oh, it, you know, I, I had this stage manager this play that I just had a one time or thing with. no, I as opposed I to like he was or in reality, yeah, yeah, he I didn't want to paint. Greta Gerwig, the the actual person, yeah. into that position. I mean, it might not have been be her. It might have been or the for process, wildly right? speculating, like, was it Adam Driver? Oh, who was shit. in Francis Hall? I don't. Wait, oh, was he? Yeah, I forgot. man, it's been so long since he I plays don't. like the hipster, one of the hipster roommates that she lives in in the New That's York apartment. Funny. He's that hat, and when he tries to kiss her, she goes like, mm, and like stops him. <laughs> and he, um, I don't. I honestly don't find like that interesting because i don't think it like adds anything to the story that we're seeing and i don't think it like illustrate like for me like the thing i think the the story gets taken on its own i don't think like looking at the real life stuff or whatever happened like actually um like illuminates anything more about this film that we really need to know i mean to be honest like adam driver's character like he he admitted to doing this thing and in the situation that it came about, like he was apparently sleeping on the couch for like almost a year and he slept with this girl once. I don't think it was like a home wrecker situation. Like, and, and like, and why blame her? And I don't think, and he, and he, and he clearly didn't have anything for her. Like he kept pushing her off. Like she's the one that kept making advances. Yeah. And he she's kept, like, now we, we can't can, get you know? over it. It was so just that's definitely that like, so, I mean, to answer that question, there's no, that definitely is not a Greta Gerwig situation. I do wonder how much there. of the film is from the real story. How much is like him recognizing he has to make a movie. Oh, I, I am interested in that part of it. Yeah, I guess. Well, just well, just well, the, the, what I wanted to open up the discussion was about was what people, uh, Felt as opposed because we knew who the person was. We know it's Jennifer Jason. Separating the reality. We know from it's them. Noah Baumbach putting himself into it. So I mean, even even moments like 
uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's character when she hooks up with the sound grip and she's like, I'm just doing fingering now. Like, I mean, what are the chances that Jennifer Jason Lee actually, zero. you know, hooked up with the sound grip and told him this story? That He's I'm writing all, the script. I'm he only calls his ex-wife. Now. I mean, hey, was, I'm writing this scene. Did yeah. you at one point uh, have... Yeah, well, I mean, just, yeah, tell me a little bit about your story. I mean, I look, she didn't have any producer credits or th- even a, a special thanks or anything on his film, so I don't know. I was just curious if there was any That'd be a thoughts on his... Right there. On his uh, I am super yeah. curious how she felt about it. Or lack of involvement. I think it always plays something in your reality of who you are in your life, so he had to bring something into it. Because especially when it comes to relationships, I always find that there is no home record. You can't steal what isn't being given. Okay, you you can't coerce somebody into something that they're not wanting to be in. So calling a girl a home record or a guy a home record for doing that is something different. They both play something in the relationship losing. She lost interest in him for a year, and he slept on the couch, and so he sought it somewhere else. So, but she didn't tell him why that existed. So he's probably playing on that into his life of like, this is where I felt alone and was seeking something else. And even though you may seek it in your life, like cheating is cheating in marriage and that's how it is, you also have to accept a certain responsibility for why that happens at a certain point in time. In any relationship, you have to accept you are in the relationship you want to be in and you are contributing to it and whatever happens. Unless they're a complete douche and at any point in the beginning of the movie, they never pointed out that they were a douche at all. They were just people who were in love with each other and just happen to be this way. I, I think regardless of what this is based off of uh, personal experience or not, like I see this as Charlie and Nicole's story, like not Jennifer Jason Lee and, and Noah Baumbach to be, like, to be just completely honest, you know, in the same way that whenever I write things that are based off of like my own experiences, like I don't see it. These guys, th- these characters as surrogates for me and, mm-hmm. Someone else, like I dated, you know, I'm trying to create characters. You have curiosity about that. Yeah, you have to. You have to consider, like, this is. You can't like, write what while you don't it's know. not based on a true story, it is. There are influences that impact the way that the story was written. Yeah, there's certain you things know. that inspired, yeah. like, or or that in essence, like, you put into like the story that you're trying to tell, mm-hmm. but. I don't think as writers, like we're like, it has to be like an autobiographical but version. It just happens I don't think it is, you know? Okay. So since I was the one who raised it, I just want to come back to the, to the original point of it. For me, I raised the question specifically as Noah Baumbach is an extremely smart person. He knows going in that he set this movie with these characters in this time period with a kid that age during the exact time years. I mean, this is very accurate to the real life. He knows people were going to at least somewhat analyze that it was true. He didn't he didn't Dude, change enough facts to make it completely I different. I just her name and all of the articles um, that came up first were like, is a marriage story about these two people? So yeah. like... You're right. I mean, I'm saying like he, he's, you know, they, they had an eight year merge in the movie and in real life. They had one son in real life that was eight years old when they were getting divorced in real life in the movie. Like it, it, I'm, I'm saying like he knows it was going to at least be somewhat analyzed. So, I mean, I don't think it's beyond, um, I don't think it's disrespectful to analyze it in that form. What I was curious about specifically and the reason I raised the question was I was curious if there were things about it that either rang true or rang false um, coming through, shining through as far as, you know, like this felt like the real thing. This felt like something made up. Um, I didn't buy this, anything like that. I didn't know if anyone had these the family in feelings. particular, like the mom, yeah, like the friends. mom and the sister 
feel yeah. like that the camaraderie all of them had in that in the scene where he comes and he gets the divorce papers searched him for the first time. Um yeah. that scene reeks of like him maybe like connecting with like Jennifer Jason Lee's family and yeah. that, that, and that, these that are all feeling again, and the even real after they divorce like, and even after all the horrible things that this movie portrays and like the hardship that they deal with in their experience, they still have like a tight knit like family. Like he still spends time with all of them. Yeah. I'm sure that stuff definitely is heavily influenced from that. I think the apartment fight is definitely heavily influenced. Like, I mean, they got together at that point to talk it out. Let's be cordial. And then it went to this crazy thing where like we're all going to be mad level. at each other. Nuclear level. Let's scorch the earth. Then back to, I'm sorry, this is what's going on, because that is only written off of somebody. I mean, you can make it up, but you can't make that shit up. Like, you keep kind of going, the way especially was, you're a shitty actress, you're an has-been kind of thing. You say the things that people are afraid of most, and you know that personally, because you've been with them for so long, mm-hmm. that you know that's what... You know it's really going to make them feel the most really attacked. Really going to make them feel the most attacked. And so that one felt, to me, the most realist scene ever. And I feel it liking to, if you ever watched the animated series on Netflix, F is for Family uh, by Bill Burr. Mm. And I love it because it has a good blend of realism from the 70s of families and arguments and like, you know, feminism and just chauvinistic shit and like that. And there's a couple of hardcore arguments in the animated series where they have actual like, you could tell they're yelling in the booth and they write it. And I'm like, Bill Burr heard that fucking argument from his dad. Like, I know this. I can see him seeing their, like, shit. Especially the part where he's under the bed and his parents are fucking above him. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, but it's like, you see those moments, you're like, somebody was around when that happened. Somebody remembers it and wanted to put it in that context. So you know, like, this argument happened, you kind of can still come back from it, or you don't need to do that kind of shit. And that's one where I felt like that was the most realist part where I was like, yes, that argument happened. The child's authenticity stuff too, and not to, or also even the things like when they're in the deposition room, they're uh, lawyers and they're ordering food. Yeah, that was a dick. And like he like looks at the menu and doesn't know what to order, and she does like they're does getting divorced, and she still helps him order his food. Like not to say that that specific thing, but maybe yeah. behind it is something akin to that that they have. In their own relationship, and he uses that as a vessel for that. Um, yeah, she still like, she might know all of his sizes, where, where or you know, those intimate stuff. things. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna have this food, but he can't have this, this, or this. Yeah. Like that kind of intimacy feels. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows me. She derived from something that they might. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Mostly because I want to bring it up, but the musical company is used twice in this movie. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, talk about so the musical. song that Adam Driver sings and that song that she's singing with her sisters yeah. are from the same show. Oh, oh. I wish Why I knew that, that when it I was I watching know it. it. So it's this so musical called Company. It's about this guy named Bobby and he's like the third wheel of all these married couples and the whole play is about like him me. trying to figure out why he's not married. He's, he's got a lot of girlfriends but he's not willing to settle down. That's me. And he's like having uh, different uh, companionships with these marriages and trying to essentially learn from them and all of them have their own problems. Um, so that song that the sisters sing is a, about his friends, his lady friends, like complaining about him, like, God, he's driving me crazy. We can just settle down with somebody. And then the last song, the Adam Driver song is actually the very last moment of that original musical being alive, which is, um, him saying what he's supposed to like his, I want kind of song or something like that. But I thought that was wild. That they picked that. Well, they recontextualize yeah. the songs in a, in a yeah. very powerful way. Oh yeah. Really good. And this is supposedly, I mean, I read an article about it. Like Sondheim, was very complicated in his like writing. Stephen and, like, yeah. yeah. You know, and so there was I so there was very much like a by recontextualizing it and putting it in here 
it, it felt like to some people that it was finally like understanding like what Sondheim was trying to do what where most people hadn't really understood that, that musical before. in particular is wild because I feel like it was written in the 70s y'all like some of the lyrics oh, the, wow. the show is like very contemporary like it's a like still and when it's put on now it feels weirdly universal now and the thing mm-hmm. even though the dialogue sometimes when things are written over a period piece you're like oh god like those things don't yeah. happen anymore it still feels very universal mm-hmm. so what to your point like now seeing in 2019 in a new context in this movie where it's about different characters experiencing different things it was wild it, i felt very satisfied as a fan like I'm a huge fan of that musical um but it was interesting to again the music cues that they're using this theat this marriage story the way that we're um cueing into the way that people tell their their side of any sort of story was really interesting well the way me. both of those scenes are done are like taken like near the end of the film the very very end, and then they're time. like and they're both uh separate they're but one uh nicole's in la yeah, he didn't bust and, through the party and charlie's song. and charlie's <laughs> in new york you know and these are two people essentially remembering like who they are you know kind of situation like who they in were the as they're like home. Home. Yeah. you know especially charlie i know nicole's definitely like a uh, one situation i i like you know she's with her sister and her mom and they're doing this together right but you it's, know? it's clearly a friends and, and family thing mm-hmm. which is also they're adam driver's right. experience yeah. too is right. that is his friends and family like his yeah. his maid family and so like there is something about like for nicole like being with her sister and mom again this is like where she felt at like i said at home friends and family but also like she had you know she felt like she belonged here like all along you know, and but she hadn't been here in like 10 years and everything. So there was, you know, for her, it's like figuring out I'm home now, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then Charlie, you kind of like you hear that he's a good director, you know, and you like see some like writings, but you're not exactly like sure, like what makes him, uh, you know, so like good and like how he got that way. Mm-hmm. And it, and this is kind of like you you see that moment of like, oh, this is where Charlie, this is where he thrives, you know for sure, like in New York and theater and that kind of stuff, you know, cause he even like, he gets up, he starts singing the song and he goes to sit back down and then he realizes I'm going to, I'm no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to embrace this, which is very, it's interesting that even though they're not even in the same moment together, they're still tethered by the, uh, like this weird synchronicity of things that matter to them a lot. Oh, like that show. Spencer, like, you're so articulate. You'd think you'd be you're a writer or something. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I also, I think, again, like Company is this amazing. Again, you should all should see that show. It's There's a filmed version of it that Raul Esparza is in from Law & Order. The new Law & Order. <gasps> Who? Raul Esparza. It. He's been in a lot of like theater in New York and then mm. he's in the newest version of Law & Order that's still going on for some reason. Guys, that's let's fly up point. to New York and watch this Broadway that's show. No, point. it's like a film. It's, a film. it's on Netflix, I feel like. Like, it's from, it was shot in like no, 2006 or something. Netflix or Disney way. Plus or Hulu. We all got logins. We can, it's a really interesting play. It, it is. is a lot of, uh, it's very multi-layered. It's also very funny. So again, these similarities of like very dramatic things people are feeling, guys with comedy. And yeah, that's what I'm going to be listening to on the way home. I'm already thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, pull up my Spotify musical Cute theater. it up, baby. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. So as far as the supporting uh, actors go, I think we all agree. Laura Dern, huge standout. The kid sucked. I'm just kidding. No. Most Jesus. underrated character was the woman who came to observe them. Oh <laughs> yes, she was great. She Whoever was that actress so was. Spot. Yeah. You know what's wild though? That that stuff happens. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah no. I mean, the situation was she, fucking perfect. But her, she like, was a particularly unique person. And her weird. She was very weird. Also, this when he's like, he's trying not like when they're at the dinner table and she's observing. He's not trying to seem like a bad dad. And the kid tells him to do the weird knife thing. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to do that. But when it's and so the kid's like playing by himself and then the observer and. uh Charlie Adam Driver sitting out there. He's like, oh, I'll show you the knife thing. It's supposed to, it's where I pretend to cut my wrist and then I pull the knife back and I don't. And he actually cuts himself. He's like <laughs> bleeding out yeah. and trying not to. Thing. It's one of the most dark humor, kind oh, of brilliant moments of the film. And the whole oh, blocking of it's very like funny him, too. Him, she's him trying him to, acting like she's trying to get out the door, but there's like three, like the locks are wrong to it. So yeah. he has to, he's and around her trying to, and he's like, bleeding from his wrist. on her weird, like, yeah, he, it was she funny. was. I would. I would agree. She yeah, was one of the standout moments. I, 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 I could. I could relate scene. to him in that moment of just like, oh my god, like Get all I want to do is act normal, and everything I do is coming off as abnormal. But I can't yeah. help it because I'm trying so hard to act normal, yeah. and that's weird. Mm-hmm. And like, also, as people, I guess to ask to see your guys' reaction, as people are in film and comedy, the the very near the opening part of the movie where Scarlett Johansson is supposed to be in the TV show pilot, she's holding like a CGI <laughs> baby, and they're <laughs> arguing over whether or not how she should hold the baby yeah. or the way she should look and the whole again like the dehumanizing or trying to be as real to to real life or in the case of not so I thought that was really funny too. There was only one character from that, but all the yeah, all the no, no, voices no, no. in that scene. Are yeah. Like, oh my god, her bone structure is great. And last week, yeah, wasn't she in that movie? That's great. Why is yes. she over here? Because she used to be in those plays, and she left her husband. Oh, thank fucking god! Thank god for us. We got to fucking. I'm just like Jennifer Jason Lee should be in a Marvel fucking movie. Fucking L.A. Jesus Christ! But yeah. that's. I fucking loved it. Like the first thing I thought when they were like, "We have to get that council to come and see you, how you are with your kids." The only first thing I thought was like, "Fuck, he has to pay for all this," because I know they will make him pay for. All that shit and every little thing. I was just adding up in my head. I was like, he... Your blood the, pressure was going up. Yeah, I was just like, I know he has to pay for her lawyer, his lawyer. He was 30%. like, I paid for half a year. She was like, yeah, but I still paid for more. I was like, no, bitch, you decided you decided this. <laughs> like, We could have gotten this shit either way. Yeah. But yes, she was, yeah. The Observer was the standout performance, even though it was minimal, but it was fucking hilarious. Laura Dern didn't seem... like Maybe it's because I just saw Big Little Lies, but Laura Dern didn't seem that much different from that character Renata, to like kind of yeah. yeah Renata from Big Little Lies like I felt a difference I did yeah. maybe a little bit yeah more performative like Renata had like these like dark streaks of like going like she like kind of go like really intense and like when she snaps like you could really feel it whereas the character in this movie was a little more collected and like conniving and yeah. calculated, calculated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. when I first She's saw her and I, I couldn't tell how much she was um genuinely caring of this character of, of Scarlett Johansson's uh, character Nicole or whether she was like feigning caring in a way that she was like, I thought yeah, it was more yeah, a lawyer I never, I never thought, thought that was authentic because what I felt was yeah. that she was almost like living vicariously through her, all of her clients where she you know, she yeah. tees up her own story and she just like, and I feel like that's a very men. Renata from big little eyes thing to do. So <laughs> yeah. that's why I was like, just the oh, way that it was man, yeah, portrayed was a little bit. Different. So there was, I there's enough crossover television. that yeah. I, I agree. Like it was like the first, I, this, was, this was unlike what she did in the last Jedi, where she's playing a very different character. I was saying like, at least with Renata, there is crossover. Yeah. That made you think Adam like, driver's oh, first lawyer. Who's I know whose name escapes me, but I've seen him in things before was also something that struck me as not really Ray Liotta or Alan Alda. Alan Alda. That's, yeah, he was. I thought it was really excellent. Oh man, yeah, it was, it was cool to see him in a, in a movie like this. It was cool yeah. to see him in a more uh, prevalent. Did you role. see that that Louis C.K. Steve Buscemi stage play TV sh- series that he did a few years oh, ago with I Alan know. Alda as the really old racist 
uh, in the bar. The entire thing so takes place in the family bar. Or? No, no, no. This is a ten oh. part series <laughs> that Louis C.K. What? wrote. Really? And this was what was it called? Oh my god! I'll, I'll look Do it you up. see but, his dick? But him and uh, and, and Stevie Shemi and uh, nobody you, you'll recognize almost everybody in this cast. It's fucking wild. We'll talk about it. Later. I guess I just haven't because seen him in a lot of things. And it was Louis, cool. You know, persona Cancel. non gratis these days. So it was Likely cool to see him in that has. And I just I, like Laura Dern's character, especially because after living in LA, working around lawyers and people in music, like that was just so close to the shit that they do. Like all the time, I'm like, let me hear you. And they take off their shoes. Like, yeah, I'm here to listen to you. And they're sit close to you. They give you all the nice things, the nice water, the nice cookies and shit. Like yeah. that. She's like, oh my God, these cookies are great. I'll send you home. Let's Dude, see. if they had the cucumber water, it. take yeah, all my money. It's bro. like the cucumber like accents the was, water. That was intentional too, because you kind of see right through it. You know, as yeah. an audience member, you're all. Girl, but how come they don't see it? Well, they just like to hear it to yeah. themselves. Like I don't yeah. get it. She's all, while you're crying, I'm gonna tell you about myself. Yeah, you know, because well, like, when I was there, when I would see people, and I was like, "You are the fakest motherfucker I've ever met." How do you? How do people still believe you? Like LA? one, it, it really does have to be pure ego that everybody exists there for you to believe somebody that much of a fucking liar. Who's I mean, just like, it, it oh my helps god, open you're... Scarlett Johansson. No, like she does that like, longer monologue after all. After she like baits her, to, it's her tactic to bait her in that way. Yeah, and We're then like, you I just long take a Scarlett Johansson walking around the room. It's almost like she's in her own apartment. Like she's but, walking around. But this. Here, the thing is, is like uh, Sam's right. Like that was done intentionally. Like Ray Liotta is just as like yeah, fake no, and, I like, believe whatever. it too. Like he these are there. like supposed to be like these uh, representations of like I don't know uh, how society views like men and women especially yeah. in divorce like how women view the men and how men view the women in like these kind of situations yeah, you it's know like they're utilizing you these yeah. tropes in mm-hmm. characters whose goals are the same thing right like they're really just trying to get the most that they can whether that's laura dern's intention to like live vicariously through her uh client and get as much money as she wants or ray Liotta's, where he's just like very much straight to the point he's like this is what's gonna happen this is what we've got to do Ultimately, they're just sucking money out of these people. You know what I mean? And I think what's reflective about or what um, the conversation towards the end of the film where she tells her, oh, yeah, he has 50 or you have 55. He has 45, you know, in terms of like custody. custody. That was just a move that was for her own benefit. You know what I mean? And so they're all just doing things for their own benefit. And it does it, you know, she's like, I'm going to build and manipulate you into thinking that we're having a real relationship so that you trust me while at the same time, really her only goal is to get as much money as she can out of her and Adam driver's character too. That's the funny. I mean, I, I know that, but it's the funnier thing of living in New York and LA, just seeing both of those things and just like, the pure just narcissism that exists that people are okay with like i know you're lying to me but you're saying what i want to hear yeah it's so that that's great. duality just like, of insecurity sh-? and ego where the one thing that you need is those words of affirmation yeah for both of those things so right like crazy yeah I have it's a beautiful question <laughs> sam about um being a specific woman. thing <laughs> a specific thing about laura dern's character is like she did this thing where not only was she like very like feminist girl power kind of thing whatever you know but she like she always wore skimpy outfits kind of thing you know very much like i'm gonna own this shit almost to troll people like she the way she takes off her jacket Mm -hmm. 
What was the do you know? Can you tell me what the intention for me? I feel like she was almost using that as a source of power, too, because she even comes out at one point and says, like, this is the way things are. And so she's very much leaning into the fact that she knows the Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a traditionally attractive woman. She's going to use that to her benefit. Like she's pulling out all the stops and she's she's probably one of those people who has a fucking Peloton and who is, you know, has she had the kale salad. You know what I mean? Like she's very much thinking about her body, her appearance, the way that she's coming off so that she can one, use that to her advantage towards men, but then also with women too. Like as women, we have a different type of attraction to that as well. Sometimes it's, you know, weird competitive jealousy, but in some ways it's like, Hey, we're the same. I'm hyper feminine, you know, whatever. And I guess it's not really accurate that part, but you know, like she was very much like presenting a very feminine version of uh womanhood i guess i think she was like a she was clearly like a woman that hates men and like ray liotta was a man that hates women kind of situation like the way that he speaks about her you know ray liotta's like, yeah. character definitely voted for donald trump oh totally <laughs> he was totally. he was this episode. and you know what Laura Dern's character also voted for Trump. No, I was going to say, no, I was there's like, no I don't way know. that woman she, voted no, for yeah. Hillary. For there's the no cuts. way, yeah. no way that woman voted for Hillary. She'll and say also, she did. And yeah. also, Donald Trump won because of white women. Okay, yeah. Donald Trump won because of I mean, white women. I, I know Matisse doesn't want to get into wild speculation, but um, I, yeah, I do think you're right. Actually, that she would claim she voted for Hillary when she actually oh, voted for totally, Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she does. I've met white that, women like that. that. I'm like, no, no. But you also, did not. Yeah. does anyone seen the commercial where the Peloton? Woman oh, is in yeah, Ryan Reynolds' chin commercial. Yes, yeah. I've I just been saw, following I just all saw it this of morning. It. Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 it's she, been oh, yeah, she was the baby though. Yoda of the Peloton. <laughs> so he, for his gin company, he had like her and her. her I choose one at meme bar. at a time and couldn't oh, overpost like, about talk the about Peloton it? situation. Like yeah, it's hilarious. What's killing me the most about it is we're talking about that, but Westlake Dermatology has an ad over there on Lamar near Alamo Draft House. Where it says Westlake Dermatology for skincare, and it has a nice-looking white girl next to two really old black women, and I'm going, okay, what? Uh, one, don't you know black don't crack? Okay, and so that's a lie already. But <laughs> I it's know, just like, exactly. like that does not track. So that's uh, it's a no, false yeah. advertisement. Their, their ads are pretty problematic. <laughs> Westlake. Well, like, Sam has been trying to crack black for years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying. I wouldn't say. I'd she's been say in that crack all the time. She's just I would say on achieving. a daily basis. <laughs> she's like she's dipped in cocoa pretty butter regularly. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised uh, what it does anyways, with your skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is weird though. All I want to do is a podcast with Sam, where like we have this Howard Stern and Robin kind of relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'd be the perfect balance well, for good. someone like me. <laughs> podcast number two. Yeah. <laughs> that could be the Kiko podcast. We just make fun of Kiko the whole time. Um. Another thing I, I kind of want to say about those characters, besides what has also like been said, was just the fact that like this is also how, like, maybe I'll I'll go ahead and admit to this. I I don't want to say like this is how guys think, but I'll go and say like I've thought this. Like this is how I view like any of my exes who have gone to their like girlfriends. You know, this is Laura Dern's the girlfriend. I'm like, this is exactly what's happening when they go to him. And I've like pissed my girlfriend oh, yes, off. And I, was like, and I was like, I was like, I don't and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. You know, <laughs> like, I've it been really, on a you know, and I'm six sure, minute monologue while crying. I'm and sure it's not dinner. And, <laughs> I'm sure it's not that bad. Like they don't all hate men. It's I, not hate. It's just yeah, expressing. There's a lot of people. Yeah. See we pray, we pray for you, men. 
No, which is we funny. Don't hate. Oh, all right, Nancy uh, Pelosi. We don't hate. We pray <laughs> for you, last man. Night. No, the way that she's like trying to shit. No, this is your story, and we're gonna yeah. like, as opposed to like saying like, "Hey, why don't you both two talk about this?" Yeah, you know why don't what I'm you saying? see like, both sides? You know, and that kind of thing. No, this is that very much. Too. This is very much the extreme long. kind of thing. This is how like I view. Yeah. This, well, like I'll this do is one what case. happens when you're when I'm not in the room. Yeah. I don't know. I have friends who put me in check sometimes. For the most part, we're like we definitely indulge each other. I'm for the most part. No, that's what I'm saying. Is like that's in my head which is not good that yeah. he, I know <laughs> yeah. I know that's not what really happens yeah. I'm saying that it's a bad thing that I think this and they represented this in the film which is almost like is this what like Scarlett Johansson yeah. saying for that or like yeah. or Charlie you know or uh, it, yeah. Adam Driver saying in my it. mind yeah. I would say 100% what happens after every break I've ever had is her saying the talking was great is better than sex. The sex was also great, but the talking was great too. You're yeah. right. That is 100% what happens after every breakup. Yeah, no one's ever through. said that about your talking <laughs> yeah. or your sex. I had an ex whose talking was so great that I was just like, can we just be exes and friends wow. now? Just like, friends. And now yeah. we're friends. Okay. Now we're friends. And yeah. it's wonderful. But and I get my like, kicks that way. People see things in two different ways. Like last, last night specifically, Kat and I kind of got into a disagreement What's the argument? She said I was being a dick, but she was talking about the so, no you. I know. So she know. was dating fast. But we were talking about rock climbing being the Olympics, and I was like, "How the fuck do they put rock climbing in the Olympics? How are you great that?" She's like, "Well, they already have competitions there, yeah." And she was like, "The rock climbing is already there. They have the Olympics, but they have the speed one. They have bouldering, and then they have like Blaine kind of yeah. ones that they do." It sounds like they could put it in the Olympics then. Yeah, but I was just like, after watching, I was like, "Yeah, that's." I don't know how that would be interesting or how long it would last because now it's about ratings. They're about to get rid of Greco-Roman wrestling because it's fucking boring. Okay, wait, so what's the... So where the are argument you, was like she was watching speeding was and she was going, the well, speed one has been the same route for the past 15 years and it hasn't changed. It's people doing the same speed route getting up and that's not the sport. The sport is about technicality and learning your hand grip and learning where to go and do st- like other things that I don't I know. Am I paying you for this story? Anyway, <laughs> anyhow, <laughs> but she, she's talking about it and I'm like, That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> and as I'm telling her, we're watching this thing about like the speeder, I was like, I know that has nothing to do with the actual sport, but it's entertaining to people who don't know what the sport is and entertainment is what sells for ABC and what they're going to use for the Olympics. Otherwise, they will cancel you, which is why most sports have been taken out of the Olympics because they weren't entertaining People aren't watching them. And her argument was, again, back at me, was going, no, but it's not the sport. It's not really what it is. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying is what I'm saying. It needs to be entertainment. So you were arguing for entertainment. She was arguing for integrity. And I was just like, I I agree with you. It's not the sport. And she was like, but you're being a dick. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you it's about entertainment. I'm not belittling your sport. I'm just saying it's entertainment. She's like, no, you're being a fucking dick. And I'm like, all right, I quit. (laughs) <laughs> I think you guys so need to argument, define what being a fucking dick means. It's less about what you were arguing and how you were arguing. Probably yeah, what so I said. Uh, how I said. Okay, wait. <laughs> Hashtag semi woke. <laughs> that's, that's how I describe myself these days. Raise of I'm hand, still learning. Raise guys. of hands if Kiko was being a dick. I wasn't there. You I just can't. Don't know. Say. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You were. We all agree. I think the argument. Let, let's put it in film context. Her argument was that the stunt category should exist in the Oscars that it never has, and it should. 
And uh, it would eliminate, I don't know, things like the sound categories, which are potentially being eliminated now. And what? we're all trying to say, yeah. And we're all trying to say, like, eh, maybe you have both. I don't know. But that's an argument that needs to be had. This is yeah. Bo's terrible attempt to try and relate to human beings. Yeah, I'm not I really comedy, <laughs> comedy should be an Oscar. Yeah. I do like how Com- this film doesn't necessarily end with them, like, resolving yeah, their I love relationship. That. I love that. There's, there's, a, story, there's a really yeah. nice moment i don't okay i don't know if i should uh don't i don't i don't know if i feel the same way about this but like this interesting thing at the very end of this movie is where like he's standing there and he's like i'm gonna accept a residency to ucla and i'm gonna be here you know which is the thing he should have done before years ago yeah years ago and it's like a moment where like like it's interesting relationships are interesting because like timing is like everything. is very important you know <laughs> i don't but know i also think he it's reached yet. that conclusion being influenced by all yeah. of yeah only after mm-hmm. all of those other circumstances so would he have made that decision if they were still together oh, totally i don't not. know you no. it's the, yeah like, to me it's the idea that their relationship is it's still organically growing yeah. like it's always mm-hmm. going to keep going even yep. if this marriage is over yeah like that conversation which is maybe resolution is the right word but like the idea that there isn't like the perfect ending to this yeah. like Your life either continues. they're not together or they are together yeah. this idea that they can both not be together and still be right. in each other's lives i think films that portray divorce and again i have big beef with this movie but boyhood i think portrays divorce in a really like cookie cutter boring way through this way in that movie sure i like, disagree but whatever. like the kid is about to graduate and they're in the room together and she's she's like you did a good job raising our kids she goes no we did it together i'm like no like <laughs> no one says that please stop yeah i mean but I think where this movie, movie decides to like this movie also is more about the parents than those mm-hmm. about the child so it's a yeah. different example it's, you know, yeah. Yeah. but i think this movie does a really good job ending in exactly where it needs to, but introducing the idea that this relationship still goes on. Yeah. But at the moment on. that we are seeing it in this encapsulated amount of time, it's over. So it ended in a, in a great way. Well, I love also the way that the new um, relationship starts between uh, Nicole and Carter. Um, the grip guy? Because we don't... No, that's not the grip oh, guy. Oh, it's just some... No, the guy's shooting guy. the, no. the fun pointed fake gun. Uh Yes. Yes, but house, this yeah. if um I only noticed this because I watched it a second time. He is the environmental uh, uh consultant oh. on the show and they have a very wow, very quick introduction. Yeah, I missed it the first Whoa. time too. Um and like I, I love how twice. that I love how that starts because it wasn't like it wasn't representing like oh they these two saw each other and they fell in love and then it became like a whole thing and like they were like keeping it secret throughout the entire no they just met each other they had like a small little exchange and then they walked away and then you never see him for the rest of the thing and i love that for some reason i don't know why it's like a very small little thing that they added into this film which i thought was just really nice i don't know why because you want to root for these two characters to like maybe i don't know if you we were rooting for them to work it out but we don't want them to we we understand that they both really really love each other, you know. Like moving on isn't easy, that kind of thing, you know. But I I love how you can represent like an actual good thing starting without it being like a a point of contention between two people who love each Even other. Even though you are good together, you're okay apart because you know to just move on. Yeah, yeah. It'll happen. Well right, so wild yeah. speculation. Who is it in real life that Jennifer Jason Lee's dating? <laughs> oh my god! I just wanted to see what's his eye is roll. It, in fact, Greta Gerwig. 
Oh, oh plot twist. no, it's Greta Thunberg. Timothy Chalamet. Who's looking forward to Little Women? Oh, why the women got to be so little? Would this movie have been better <laughs> if the kid was played no, by yeah, Timothy Chalamet? Sam. Okay. All right, we're yeah. out. Whatever. So, um,. Final thoughts, wrap it up. Anybody uh, want to say anything? Loved it. I'd watch it again. Yeah. I, I'd I, watch it again, too. Mm-hmm. I would watch it again for the things that Matthias was alluding to. Um, it's not I, Now that we've talked about it more, it's up there in my favorite movies, but I also thought about Parasite a lot more, too, which I have a lot of feelings about. And those movies, interestingly enough, about family, interesting yes. like the similarities, dynamics, dynamics of yeah. th- totally different like ways it goes about. That one's about class. Mm-hmm. This is about, you know... Obviously, as just, opposed to Hobbs and Shaw, which has different family dynamics. <laughs> if there was ever, if there was ever a trilogy to come out in one year, that's your trilogy. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw and Parasite, Hobbs and Shaw, and Parasite, Parasite story. And Marriage Story, the that true is, family trilogy. We yeah. always that's, 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 like, that's like the three in one Walmart yeah. DVD. Nobody goes. Video. Nobody's going home for Christmas here. We're all just gonna sit down and watch those three movies <laughs> back to back together. Get a little laughs. Get a little crying. It's no, I dig it. I watch it again because I break up is a great movie, but I won't watch it again because it's too fucking real. This is pretty the, real, but is it's that the Jennifer the, Aniston, Vin, Vin 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. that was good. That was really. It was good. so deep and crazy, but I'll watch this one again because it was pretty good. Prime is my other favorite romantic comedy that ends like this one That's where the Gwyneth Paltrow. No, no, it's um uh, Uma Thurman and oh. uh, Meryl Streep. Oh, oh yeah, where okay. she's her therapist, she's dating her son, kind of thing, and they're yeah. about ten years difference. But in the end of the movie, they don't end up together. And that I loved in general. And I've grown to be both of the parts of the movie. I have been that young guy in the movie where I've dated somebody older and it didn't work out. And I've been the older guy where I've dated somebody younger and it didn't work out. And I, it, 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 The movie has changed with me over time and it's pretty yeah. interesting and entertaining. Oh, that's cool. But those are the ones I like. I like the ones that are pretty real like that and pretty nice like that. So this mm-hmm. one, when it buttoned up at the end, like, hey, we're not together, but we're good. You got this. I'm... Still kind of awkward, but we're good. And I'm going to move on with my life, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And even if it meant acquiescing and eventually coming along to what you wanted me to do, but I'm still going to be here regardless. It reminds me of, uh, I remember one of my favorite movies uh, from my late teens, early 20s, was Reality Bites. Yeah. Uh, Winona Ryder, Ben Stiller, all that. And I remember thinking like, oh man, I so personally love and relate to the Ethan Hawke character, but now in my 30s, I'm like, wait a minute, I think Ben Stiller's character might have been right. <laughs> yes. Am I really? And like, when yeah. you really get a little bit older and you realize like, oh, wait a minute. You relate it's, to It's kind of characters. interesting how that view kind of changes over time. And I think, interesting enough, speaking of like Ethan Hawke, the, the Before Sunrise trilogy does that really well, that they, they kind yeah. of show the like, you know, 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old. Different phases of uh, yeah, those, those phases of life. It's one of the most yeah, I, I still think that's going to be like criminally underrated that that trilogy. That's, yeah, that's true. what I'm saying. For me, like 500 Days of Summer was that film that like I really related mm. to one character, especially when I was going through a breakup, and I was like, "Yes, Tom," like <laughs> you know, and I understood. And then I understood like how much of a like selfish person he was being. In the same way with this film, I you know I did watch it twice. I got something different out of it and I relate to the different characters in different ways. So this is definitely one of those things where like if I'm having an emotional moment or I'm going through like something bad, I wouldn't mind revisiting this film just to like remind myself about Talk. like, you know, the <laughs> like like what love looks like and how like how do other 
relate to another person that I'm not understanding, you know, or something like yeah, that, you know. Um, also, it's just some good acting and like, yeah. I don't know. It, I will say, it, even though I don't know that it's going to be like my favorite film this year, Adam Driver is definitely my favorite performance this really? year. Ooh. For sure. Fantastic yeah. job. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Neat. All right. Uh, critics on tap, marriage story, um, review responsibly. Yeah. Good night, y'all. Woo. Mm-hmm.